This is episode 259 for November 2013. This episode of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by nobody. (laughs) We're looking for sponsorships, gang. So if you'd like to advertise your business, your website, or your product, shoot me an email at crawlspacemail at gmail.com. Again, it's crawlspacemail at gmail.com. Okay, tackling uh, two issue reviews this month. We've got Superior Spider-Man number 19 and number 20. And uh, let's see, Don, you have number 19. Take me through that one. Previously on Spider-Man, um, <laughs> the issue begins uh, in Gran Taro, uh, a made-up island paradise in the Caribbean, where we see the Wrath, or the Wraith, I should say, uh, attack some gangsters and she's being helpfully assisted by Carly Cooper in a, in a van behind her. Uh, because this will lead them to the final evidence they need to progress the subplot of figuring out that Dr. Octopus is Spider-Man's Dr. Octopus. Meanwhile, at Horizon Labs, we have 15 temporal minutes until uh, all hell breaks loose. Um, Spider-Man just knocked out Miguel O'Hara of Spider-Man 2099 before he had a chance to save the day. And so everyone's kind of yelling at him. Uh, th- the plan to save the day involves um, some of... Uh, some Johnny's reverbium and some science that Peter made. And so Modell's whispering into Spider-Man's head, oh, surely he told you the science that you would need to save the day. And um, so Spock says, okay, just a second, just a second. So he accesses the memories. and uh, I know. And he gets a blue screen. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes. Okay, did he did I did he do the formula during Death of Captain Stacy? No. Was it during the Master Planner arc? No. Was during that? Was did he do the science during Crevice Night's Hunt? No. Mary Jane's first appearance in my comic book? No. <laughs> and then, as, as this is as as this uh, <laughs> as this flashback is happening, we see a uh, a. I'm not sure how to describe it, but uh, we see a shadowed figure lift some um, rubble off of himself in poses that mirror the uh, comic book page that, that Akka is remembering right now. So, um, so Modell taps on Spock's order and says, Spider-Man, what's wrong? He says, not now, you fool. I just need a minute to think. He says, think, Spider-Man, you've been at it for eight minutes. But it's okay, because while you were over here derping, we made science! <laughs> so... So um, so he starts uh, tapping at the keyboard. And says, "I can do it. I can do it. I am Otto Gunther Octavius, and my intellect is superior." Modell says, "You don't have it, do you?" <laughs> so he says, "Everyone out now!" Um, Miguel grabs Tiberius Stone and says, "You know what? It's best that you die now, and uh, our bloodline disappears. That will be better for the year 2099." And we see in the year 2099, Nueva York, uh, that um, Tyler Stone is starting to disappear. And this is illustrated by them having sort of like cubist holes in their bodies. So uh, we have two minutes until Doomsday, and everyone's looking decidedly bored. Jameson arrives outside, and at the last moment, uh, Ox says, I have it! I figured out! My intellect is superior! Hooray! You suck! I win! Everybody sucks but me! I win! And then it says, uh, <laughs> I think it says implosion imminent. What? No! And he, uh, is, he disappears along with the entire building of Horizon Labs. So that ends that threat, and um, Tyler Stone says, I'm, ho- I'm whole again. Oh, it's too bad about Spider-Man, but it turns out he was out of time as he destroys the time machine. So he, he leaves Miguel Harris back in our present of 2013. Um, we cut to the newly formed Alchemex, where we see, <laughs> where we see uh, Liz Allen and her cronies. Uh, toast to the beginning of Alchemex, and they're all drinking champagne except for Normie. And I gotta say that, like, Josh, Josh told me about this scene before I read it, and I was imagining to- uh, Normie drinking champagne, and I was getting ready to say, What the hell is this? But he, he doesn't. Um, but before that ends, we do see that Miguel O'Hara has sort of forged his way as uh, Tiberius Stone's assistant uh, named Michael O'Mara. I'm sure that's an end joke, but I don't know what it is. Uh, it just rhymes with Miguel O'Hara, I guess. Um, yeah. 
And he's, That's what I thought it was. Yeah. And he says, I'm watching you, Stone. Um, so we cut back to the Horizon Labs goons as uh, Jameson bans Modell from doing science forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no science for you. If I ever see you science again. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then John Pert, you have my word. And then John Pertwee says, if I could only reverse the polarity of the neutron flow. And uh, he uh, does something, and then Spider-Man shows up again. In the middle of the sentence, he says, uh, you have it the last of Dr. Octopus. Oh, where am I? So, um, <laughs> so they say, Spider-Man, hooray, you're back. And we didn't hear what you just said. So um, uh, a model says, screw you and Peter Parker. I've, I've had enough of you two. Uh, I'll be gone forever. You'll never see me again. Um, so Peter Puss goes back to his apartment, and he has 16 new messages on his phone. He has several from uh, Aunt May, Anna Maria, and um, even more from Mary Jane. Mary Jane, what? what? Sorry? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Here's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, oh, good. You and I will have words later. <laughs> where's, where's my tumbler? I need a drink. So um, Mary Jane says, uh, oh, he, talk, he calls her back. And she says, she has this, like, uh, look on her face of disappointment saying, look, don't say anything. I'm busy fixing up my club. You know, the one that burned down, which you couldn't be bothered to save me from. And Peter, Peter Puss has this look on his face like, bitch, please. I was fighting crime. (laughs) 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 She says, Peter, look, you know, I mean, I know you've been busy, but, you know, you've not talked to me in a while. You've been kind of going crazy. You've been killing people. You've been using gigantic Spider-Man robots. And I, I don't know what's going on with you, so I don't want to talk to you. You know, because you become a darker personality, I just don't think I can talk to you. Oh, wait, she doesn't say that. She just says, you don't talk to me anymore, so bye-bye. Uh, Carly can deal with your crap. So um, at South Street Airport, or Seaport, we see uh, Max and um, Grady Scraps and Bella uh, leave New York forever. Uwatu's parents have, have uh, forbidden him from doing science for a while. And uh, Shajani's on uh, uh, Modell's shit list because she hid some reverbium from him. So, uh, like the end of Return of the King, they sell off to New Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> Illegally practicing science on international <clears throat> waters. Uh, but before that scene ends, uh, Sanjani gets a call from Peter Puss saying that he has a job opportunity for her. But before this issue ends, we cut back to Gran Toro. We see um, the Wraith and uh, Special Agent Cooper uh, finally, get some, <laughs> finally get some evidence. Uh, it's a... Um, I'm sorry, is it, was it a receipt? Is it a, a check? It's a piece of paper. It's, it's a bank account. Okay, it's a bank account. Yeah, I'm not right. Bank account statement, yeah. Um, they, apparently they steal it from like Julius from Pulp Fiction. And he says, aha. <laughs> that, what does his wallet say? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Soldiers of fortune, vehicles, and scientific equipment purchased and shipped to Spider Island, straight from the street bank account of Otto Gunther Octavius. Gotcha! I'll sure do something this time. Uh, spoilers, she doesn't. To be continued in the next appearance of the Black Cat. Have we have we heard of Ox, Ox middle name before? Yes. JR? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you didn't ask that question about half an hour ago. <laughs> we hear that. I've never heard Gunther before. I, I, knew it was, it, I knew it was Gunther before I read this issue. I couldn't tell you where I read it. It, it could have been that annual where... um. He, um, not the annual, the unlimited issue. It could have been there. I think it was, yeah, the Tom to fuck with unlimited issue. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Don, give me some pros, cons, and grades. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> pros. This was a, this was a, like, it just reminded me of the, of the, uh, of the uh, Smythe three-parter, and that, like, more stuff happened in, in this issue than part one and part two. And I really liked it. There was a lot of progression. There was a lot of twists. Um, it's nice to see Ock kind of screw up and think that I have it, and then he turns out that he doesn't have it, and we don't know what happened to him. I'm not really interested in his appearance, but uh, that was kind of cool to see. It was also kind of nice to see the Horizon Labs characters get actively involved in the uh, day again. It's been a while since we've seen that. And there was a lot of like forward momentum towards the creation of Alchemex. Miguel being stuck in the past, which I thought was a pretty interesting twist. Um yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, I, I must not forget the uh, the scene where Aka accesses memories and accidentally seems to uh, awaken a certain uh, uh, shadowed Peter Parker. Which I have to, I have to tell you, Don. When I read it the first time, I swear to God, I didn't see that. Hmm. It was I've got the book in my hand. I did not look at allegedly Peter Parker lifting up rubble at the bottom. I did not see that until you just said it. 
Oh, really? You didn't know till till just now? I, I didn't. I was I was focused on how well they they captured uh, all the various years of the looks of Ditko and and Romita and Zach. And I I just did not even look at the lower panels. I don't know why I didn't. But it was, when I look at that, it was just like, a, oh my god, I missed that. That's the biggest thing in the whole damn issue. <laughs> it was just too awesome of a page to like. It was overwhelming. It's all good. Yeah, well, it's all good. Well, the very top, I, it, it was was awesome. I just there's so lack of color at the bottom. I I just didn't realize it's an outline of Peter Parker allegedly. Yeah, you say you have to, you have to repeat the word allegedly because we really don't know. It could be Norman Osborn for all we know. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I'm uh, pretty sure we're well, past alleged. The last time we saw Peter Parker, he was being buried under rocks in his mind, and the next, in uh, this, he's uncovering rocks in, while Otto's accessing memories. That, that's him. Well, wait, we've all seen Ryan Stegman uh, draw Peter, and that's what that outline is. Yeah, it doesn't have Corner O'Hare either. Well, well, so what does slot, well, Slot's Twitter say? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Don's uh, cons and a great. Don's cons. cons. That sounds like a good. Thing. Don's cons. That's a new segment. Don's cons. With, with Don's a, cons. A picture of me frowning and giving a thumbs down. <laughs> um, like- first off, I mean, I know you guys are big on statement. I kind of find them to be inconsistent. Uh, I wrote this in my review. A lot of times, when like there's this apocalyptic, you know, neogenic nightmare, shall we say, going on in New York. Everyone's kind of like looking off to different directions and like you know very very nonplussed, very like I don't know like like they kind of especially like when Jameson shows up, they're all like kind of like staring at this gigantic thing that's enveloping New York to its final doom, and they're like barely keeping their eyes open. And I think that's uh, he can he can do that better. Um, I don't know. Plus, plus certain people kind of have their faces change from one one point to another. So Johnny looks different like in a lot of panels. Um, and another con uh, that kind of relates to. The major issue I have, I, I think it's a good issue. I'll, I'll grade it positively, but for all that is progressed in this issue, there's not a lot of emotional reaction to it. You know, Max Modell is, you know, forbidden from um, doing science uh, in New York. And, like, we have no emotion. He's, he's not like, oh, no, or he's not like anything. He's just like, okay, I'll just leave. And I, I, I suppose the issue doesn't really need that, but it could definitely warrant from, you know, human emotion. Um, like, Horizon Labs is gone forever, and uh, Uatu and Sajani are, are kind of like, okay, that's interesting. It's like, this thing has been, been their lives for the last several years, and it's like, who cares? You know, Miguel O'Hara is stuck in the past, like, away from his family and friends, and he's just like, who cares? You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it, why, why can't we have people actually react to things, you know, whatever. Right. Um, oh, what's your grade, sir? F. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a B. Wow. Solid B. Okay. Let's go around the horn for grades. Uh, Chris. A minus. Uh, Josh, I give it an A minus as well. And Kevin, A. Spider expert of Jeopardy, <laughs> Jr. What would you give it? <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, and watch me get zero points next year. Uh, <laughs> I gave it. I gave it a B. Okay, I'll give it a B also. Oh, you're uh, just following the winner because <laughs> you know he's right. <laughs> Like, uh, never mind. I could I could insult Kevin about following the wiener, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Sorry. Adults on no, the show, could. ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Okay, no, I, I guess I could. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a B also. Uh, go around the horns for pros. Uh, who, who wants to hop up? I'll hop up. Hop up, Kev. Um, I, Stegman's art. I, I'm not going to be with Don on this one. I friggin' love Stegman's art. Uh, I thought it was beautiful still, and frankly, I think the guy should have been on my top ten last month. Um, also, I really like the development of Spider-Man 2099 staying in the present, working for Alchemax. That's just... That hit me as really cool. Um, something I wasn't expecting, and I'll definitely be interested to watch that develop. Any other pros? No. It was just... An, it was an enjoyable issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to list everything good about it. Don already gave the rundown. Those are those are my big ones. The um, oh, I, Anybody else? I like I liked when Auk came back. Uh, the seed that it sets up for like I'm sure it'll be an annual or like a fill-in issue if they miss a deadline at one point. But whatever story Auk had when he was trapped in the time dilation porthole. Yeah, I agree with Don's assessment of Stegman's hot and cold. Like last month, I was really negative of Stegman's art, and I, I think a lot of the panels, in my opinion, um, are lacking. With the exception of when he does the homages, I think that's really brilliant how he did that. Well, yeah, in a, like in a totally a hetero way, I think Stegman is just hot. 
<laughs> I want to talk about that two-page spread a little more because okay, it is my biggest pro, and I think if this he the rest of the issue could have been mediocre, and it and it wasn't. I know, there's some inconsistencies. I see what Don's saying, but I, I saw it, and then that two-page spread was incredible. Um, that was worthy of a two-page spread. Yeah. Yes. The um. A, and the way I interpret it is that you know the more Ock is dredging up these memories of Peter's struggles and his his triumphs of will, that the more that's driving Peter t- to um, have the strength to claw his way back, which is why the motions of the silhouette are matching the different scenes in the collage. And uh, I think that's mm. you know that that it's not outright said what's happening, but if you examine the the images, you can get that. And so I think that's a very innovative way to tell uh, a story with just pictures. And um, so I'm always interested in things that can be done in comics that can't be done in other mediums. And that I, is, I, that, I think this qualifies. That is very good with the uh, Ditko lifting the thing up matches the panel of him lifting something yes. up. And the, cra- the Craven coming out of the grave with the arm above his head matches. Uh-huh. That's very good. I, I yeah. didn't notice that. So it's, you know, that sort of thinking about Spider-Man digging himself out of the grave is giving the real Spider-Man the strength, I think, is what's yes. happening. That's good. Um, and I think if, if if we had done that top ten artist list this month, I think this would have put me over the edge where Segment would have been in my top ten. Cool. Uh, any other pros? Well, I kind of, um, I, I don't know, being an old time, being a time travel fan, I like the way that uh, Dan Slott kind of uh, looped in, you know, the whole, uh, you know, seeds, the, the beginning of Alchemex, uh, you know, I mean, more than 20 years after Peter David created all of this, um, Slot found a way to, you know, to, uh, you know, tell us about the beginning of Alchemex and, uh, you know, tying in a current, uh, you know, creating a new character and tying it in with Tyler Stone and being Miguel O'Hara's grandfather and and I just I just thought it was very clever. I just thought, thought it was handled, you know, Alchemex is a kind of a, you know. A, a, a conglomeration of of some of Oscorp and Liz Allen's company, and you know, and Horizon. I just thought that was very creative and inventive, and uh, I enjoyed that. I, I agree with them. It, it's very cool how they've worked Alchemex in. And uh, yeah. my oh well, I, uh, you have, you're doing cons later, right? Yeah, we haven't done cons. Oh, okay. Any more pros before we move to cons? No, why why aren't anybody pro. mentioning Mary Jane? Wasn't that a pro? <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was very interesting how she's painting her entire club green in this issue, and the phone like was that, green in the last yeah. issue. So I'm not kidding. I think the phone that we were all kind of joking about actually was a plot point somehow. I don't, but she's conspicuously painting her club green in this issue. That's that you can't deny that there's yeah. something up to that. There's a green club coming. It's called the green room, maybe. Like MJ's green room. The Gobulin green. Yeah, there you go. Let's move on to cons, if we're all good with pros. Yep. Okay, cons. Who wants to talk about Mary Jane? Uh, Hit it, Josh. John and I, like, <laughs> I think I finally, like, held Don to the ground and screamed in his face until he agreed with me that Mary Jane was off base here. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that an accurate interpretation? No, 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 that was next issue, wasn't it? No, no, no. Next issue was, ne- next issue you, you did that to me. You had me, like, agree. Mm-hmm. No, th- this was, like, we talked for, like, two hours on the phone about, like, yeah, we, what we the heck is... Yeah, yeah, we have no lives, you know. We we prepare for this <laughs> podcast this way. All right, like I, I swear the god, um, or whatever deity, or whatever deity, or whatever that um, swear swear to Odin. Well, be, because people are gonna swear like, to me. Yeah, people are gonna be like, oh, you 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 hate Mary Jane, or you don't want Mary Jane and Peter to be together? Because that's not how I feel at all. I'm I am a Mary Jane fan, and I and ultimately I prefer Peter and Mary Jane together. I liked them when they were married. However. I feel like Mary Jane needed to back the F off here. Like, according to a previous issue, and Chris, maybe you could back me up on this, because I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but didn't Mary Jane mention at one point that it's been six months, like, in this timeline since she's seen Peter? Do I look like the Trivia Master? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let, let, let's pretend it's been six months since okay, issues. Since issues. <laughs> let's pretend it's been six months since issue two. Maybe it hasn't been six months, but okay. Pretend that pretend that you and this girl have an on again, off again relationship. You guys, you know, after years of being on again, off again, and you know, maybe you were married, maybe you weren't. You try to get back together again. Um, you have a few dates. You realize this isn't working. 
you know, we need to stop this cycle of getting back together and breaking up again. And you go your separate ways. For the next few months, this girl is constantly calling you for months. And you're like, woman, I can't talk now. I'm busy. And for months, she's still calling you. Then she shows up at your school uninvited, looking for you, saying, I need to talk now about, you know, about what's going on with you after you guys have already broken up. Then, uh, Peter has not been gone for months or weeks, you know, like after the whole Alchemex explosion thing. It's been like, what, six hours or nine hours? Mary Jane has left so many messages on his machine. Now, I get mad, and maybe this is just my personal hang-up, I get mad if a girl leaves more than one voicemail for me in a single day when I haven't had a chance to call her back. And not only that, but in that, in that voicemail, in those voicemails, she has taken it upon herself to be, like, running Peter's life like she was in the 90s when their relationship was different. Like, hey, you want me to cover for Aunt May for you? We are broken up. Stop trying to pretend that we are still a couple. It is that many calls is so off base and so stalking. So finally, when Peter calls her back to say, woman, leave me alone, she's like, I just want you to know that I am done with you. Like, what do you mean you're done with me? I broke up with you months ago and you've been calling me every week since and you followed me to my college campus. Like, Mary Jane needed to back the heck off here. It, it's, it's adding to the, the soap opera-ness of Spider-Man. However... I think it's very. Do you guys think it's out of character for her? I think it's bad to do this. What Jr. is this uh, Spider Expert? <laughs> <laughs> is this out of character, Mary Jane? Uh, yes. <laughs> so God has spoken, people. <laughs> I love it. Like she usually asks Jr. a question, like, and then like he doesn't. He gives a more uh, explanatory answer. He just says yes. <laughs> Well, what I got God, from it, all of what Josh yeah. just said was, ladies, you better not crowd Bertoni. Yeah, Give back off the Bertoni. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I've had my I've had my share of Mary Jane's get up in my business, but like, I mean, <laughs> if Mary Jane called him this many times in the nineties, if she did this in the nineties when they were married, it would be different. At this point, they are broken up. They've been broken up. He's been saying, "Leave me alone." Her response to "Leave me alone" is to leave so many messages on the answering machine. And this isn't like, you know, the Fantastic Four story where he was gone for months. He's been gone for a few hours, and she had time to leave that many messages. And she's like, "What do you want me to tell Aunt May for you?" No, no, no. I didn't ask you to tell Aunt May anything for me. We're broken up. I hope uh, no law enforcement officers are listening to this mid-podcast where Josh says, I've had my share of Mary Janes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, I, I agree that uh, it's out of character. It's, it's, uh, it makes Mary Jane a weak person, essentially, I think, which I don't think any of us feel she is a weak person. Well, she's, she's still mad about the, the, the fact that Peter didn't, you know, ride in on his gigantic horse and save her from the fire. When she could have, I don't know, just walked out there like everyone else did. <laughs> yeah. She's she's needy, weak, insecure, um, and loves to color green. And <laughs> and I th- think those ki- traits don't uh, tr- go to with Mary Jane. And especially, she's a beloved character, and she's reduced to two panels in this book. And I don't know if I I, I just my problem with this is that like she's leaving. Him. No, I don't mean right, but I'm sorry. But my problem is that like a. She's imposing her own feelings on Peter as though, like, you know, now I'm done with you, although he's said he's done with her. And secondly, she's, she's again, she's still not bringing up the fact that, like, he's publicly killed people, and she's, she's not even brought that up once. Yeah. Just, it's, it's, she's and it, dumb, too. She's not dumb. If an ex-girlfriend did this to you, like, how would, how would you react? Well, we're relating to the we're, we're relating to the villain of the book, which is our hero, which sounds funny. Uh, but we're relating like, man, she's all she's after his business, etc. She needs to back off. So it's as a writer, he's making us relate to Spock in the fact of this is one of those things where like I think it, I think if you just yeah. read this issue, you're like, oh wow, Mary Jane told him off. But like when you actually read the issues, like you know, concurrently. It really doesn't add up, and like, I think kind of slot almost like it's writing in a vacuum, which is annoying. Yeah. Well, I, I want you all to try this experiment. Call an ex-girlfriend who hasn't no. who hasn't spoken to you for months, and it, it and if it has to has do that right now. It has to be someone that's dumped you. Call someone that's dumped you, and then tell them that you're breaking up with them. Are you crazy? Yeah. Well, Mary Jane is. 
JR, JR and I won't be on the call next month because we got a divorce because we're calling it girlfriends. <laughs> well, you're yeah. calling you're calling them the dump them. Yeah, we still won't the be on the call. Method of breaking up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby, you know uh, when I broke up with you, uh, I'm now the Spider Jeopardy god, so you're lost. Click. <laughs> yeah, and then Brad's ex girlfriend's like, "Please, Brad, even yeah. I got more points than you on that." <laughs> oh. oh. That's that's cold. That's cold. Well, any other thoughts? Uh, I th- I think it's a nice setup for a future twenty ninety nine book. I got more Ooh. cons. We've we've only we've uh, belabored one con so far. Oh, I'm sorry. Jane, <laughs> go ahead. What's another con? Um, I, for me, it was the the Carly and Wraith scene. Like the the idea that Carly, who was introduced as this you know nerdy little medical examiner, is now the type to go to South America and stunt drive against crime lords. Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit over the top of what this character oh, is supposed to be. Too fast, too furious. Oh, that's and, <laughs> and the Wraith speech was... Uh, there was such a tone of cheese to it when she's talking to this crime lord that I I really... <laughs> I expected it to end with, you have failed this city, and maybe an arrow. <laughs> it, <laughs> it just seemed to be tending that way. So yeah, that whole scene was just sort of... Um, do we know who we're writing? Who would be a character that could discover that Spider-Man is really awk. Any telepath ever. <laughs> Apparently a wizard, according to our Spider-Satellites talk. Yeah. Wow. Can I read uh, out her, uh, her uh, opening monologue real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Antoine Morant, banker to the Magia, AIM, the Red Skull, and an endless array of the worst this world has to offer. Her pockets are lined with blood, Morant. Now it's time to settle your accounts with God. For this is where you answer to the wraith, she says, uh, on top of a speeding car with people shooting her. You have <laughs> failed this city. <laughs> Chunky Saul, your angel That's... of death awaits. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you ain't the bat. <laughs> wow. Any other cons? I'll throw one in. Um, Hit it. I, I've talked about Horizon Labs plot devices before, and yep. um, the one that they... Uh, yep used to make Spider-Man reappear after disappearing was really pulled out of his ass. Like, like Spider-Man, like, disappears in this time explosion, and then, like, Grady Scraps is like, oh, I have the cure to be disappearing in a time explosion, like, right here in my man purse. And he, like, pulls it out in Spider-Man's back because he yeah. reversed the neutrons. Um, yeah, I, I think um, as, as uh, I think you could say that, like, with all this sort of magical sci-fi stuff, uh, like it gets to the point where there's no rules or consequences, and it breaks the verisimilitude beyond any recrudescence. I- I've heard someone say. <laughs> there you go, Jr. <laughs> you said the secret word. What do, we th- what, do we, what do we think about the death of Horizon Labs? Well, here's um, my thing. He just sailed away with all the white people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have a hoodie on, so you're a target, and uh, you're a crazy Indian. So. <laughs> wow. Can you see Max on the front of the boat? I'm on a boat! I'm on a boat! Doing science! I have to go with the people I can trust. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> He's gay! <laughs> Are we calling the gay man a racist? <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious it's oh impossible clearly uh, all right i'm sad about the end of horizon because like i said it's um i think that too often we get like thrown into even though i love those characters the lee dicko ramita supporting characters and there's never any new people introduced and when they are they're forgettable and they never stick around past the initial writers so this was an interesting status quo and i mean i'll you be think sad. really the end of it of Horizon, uh, they'll be back. I, I think it's hilarious that like he's he he can't legally practice science, so he gets a boat to like illegally practice science on international waters. <laughs> like like it, it, it's like a very surreal ending. And what if he's sailing down? By now, that I think about it, his friend Who? Morbius. That's how Morbius oh, yeah. is a living vampire to begin with. Yeah. Maybe he's sailing down to South America to do science with those uh, gangsters. We'll get a miniseries called The Science Boat, and they're, like, solving science-related, like, aquatic mysteries. Hopefully they're not sharks, man. 
science. Oh hell yeah! Spectacular science boat coming soon from Mars. Yeah, Babella fish bombs looking through binoculars. Oh no, Max Morbius is being is being eaten by a shark. We need the science <laughs> to save him. <laughs> we do a Model and Morbius Science Bros mini. That's oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's gonna be better than the last. Gotta be better than the last Morbius. Uh, all right, uh, Chris, you've got issue twenty. Oh, yeah, no, have, we, we still have more cons for this baby. Oh, you do. <laughs> Good lord, we gave him high grades, and we're still going over the cons. Well, yeah, because the, twenty the, minutes on the first con. Well, because the cons the cons don't lower the grade too much. But okay, after your homework assignment of calling an ex girlfriend to break up with her, <laughs> I want you to go to a large business. In your like in your area, get past security, go all the way to the top floor, go into the corporate office without a secretary buzzing you in, and tell like the third highest ranking person that you've been <laughs> hired as their personal assistant. Now, <laughs> let's pretend that Miguel, let's pretend that he used his twenty ninety nine you know stuff to sneak past and get up to the top floor. Let's pretend that. Even still, somebody would be like, oh. Um, okay, let me just check with HR. Yeah, HR said that you were never hired, or like, what do you... T- That's funny. You, even if you wound up in an office, you cannot, like, just walk into any office and say, I've been hired as your personal assistant. You will be found out. I understand that the plot needs this to happen, but just because the plot needs this to happen doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have to have an explanation. And just while we're discussing that scene, Liz, hire a nanny for crying out loud. <laughs> Hire Josh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, uh, uh, Bertoni. I mean, you obviously haven't seen uh, the the movie The Amazing Spider-Man, where Peter Parker walks into Oscorp without showing any kind of ID. He grabs the yeah. grabs the uh, the um, ID tag of somebody else, and uh, he doesn't have to prove who he is to anybody. Doesn't show a photo or anything. That was an internship, and that was like you know like a very very low level thing. And even then, he took somebody's real name. Miguel O'Hara got to the top floor under a fake name, like not even like impersonating a real employee. I love the Normie Osborne ha- needs a nanny. That's pretty good. Yeah, like what what is he doing? Like stop, you know? Like first of all, like as someone who like. I don't want to sound like a know-it-all, but because I do work with children for a living, I'll pretend that I know what I'm talking about here. You stick a five- or eight-year-old in, like, a corporate boardroom all day, they're going to get bored and act out. Add a little Osborne blood and psychology in there. Just, like, (laughs) give him something else to do with his time. It's I understand, you know, like, he's there, you know, for the fans and stuff, like, to remind that he still exists. By the way, Banks is there, too, and still name-checks, so I still think he's up to something. Because they keep on making a point to show him and remind us that his name is Banks. I wonder if the Normie just killed all his nannies. Help me with Banks. What, what, what he was introduced to like three, two issues ago, uh, and like a lot of attention was drawn to him. He's, well, he's, he's, but, a, he's a member of Liz's. Well, and and like he's name checked in every scene that he's in. Like Banks, you are also in this scene. He's a member of Liz's entourage along with her. No, no, I'm just saying you're five year old. I'm just trying to balance out your assertion that this is the most obvious this is somebody ever by saying that I would not have even noticed if you hadn't harped on it. Hashtag Kevin. Hashtag. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Can we move on to 20 now? Please. Okay. Chris, you've got issue Real 20. Quick, before Chris starts, I want to dedicate this review. <laughs> I want to dedicate this to like the kid from San Diego. Who thought that story was raping Scott Cat. What? It's a callback. And in what? the spider panel, uh, where they showed this cover at San Diego, Dom was sitting next to a kid who might have been between the ages of 12 and 11. And when they showed this picture, the kid, like, sighed and said under his breath, when is Spider-Man going to stop raping people? This <laughs> <laughs> issue doesn't help that. I, yeah, I, I just noticed in your chat window, and I'm going to say it, Don, Spider-Man does have a large bulge on this cover, does he not? Wouldn't you? <laughs> 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 okay, Chris, we're, we're, go ahead, take us away. All right, follow so in a, Superior number twenty. We start out with the flashback of Amazing Spider-Man number seven hundred, and just as Peter dies in Doc Ock's body, we uh, cut away to someone else who, at the same time, is waking up from a coma in the hospital. And the doctors are so distracted by that person that they don't notice that Madam Web is uh, waking up for just a second to yell, All the spiders will die! (laughs) Nice. That's all she's good for. So, another mystery person 
not Madame Webb, is uh, waking up from a coma, and we can't see that person's face, but the person immediately starts asking about Otto Octavius. And the doctors refer to this person by the pronoun they, even though they're only talking about one person. So, like, they say, they're asking about Doc Ock now? And the reason the doctors are talking like this is because they don't want to call them she and spoil the surprise that they is a woman because um, they're in a comic book and they know that they have a last page reveal to keep secret. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Spider- nice. Spider-Man Puss is swinging around the city <laughs> and he spots a black cat uh, creeping out of someone's house after a burglary. And black cat is... Um, She's, she's arching her back and sticking her ass out as far as possible, even though she doesn't know anyone is watching her, except the readers, because she knows she's in a comic book. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. when she sees Spider-Man, she starts to flirt with him. And if this was pee for it and be like, hey, you know, let's go to your place for a milk bath. Um, I'll, I'll, even <laughs> no. let you keep the, I'll even let you keep the things you stole. But this is Doc Ock, so he punches her in the face and knocks out her tooth and beats her down and uh, leaves her webbed up for the cops. And Black Cat is like, I'll get you uh, for this Spider-Man. And uh, the next, uh, Spider-Man swings away to the next subplot, which is a uh, rooftop rooftop date between himself and uh, Anna Maria Marconi. And uh, Peter Puss announces that he's starting Parker Industries, and he offers Anna Maria a job. Uh, the next day, Aunt May and Jonah Sr. are in the hospital for May's physical therapy session with Shashan. Yeah! And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <They're> proving <laughs> everyone has a fan. The <laughs> She's not loving it more either. Bertoni's um, the, the only one that well, yelled, Shashan! Yeah. I cheered. <laughs> so the appointment uh, right before May's is the mysterious person who had woken up from a coma earlier. And uh, Shashan asks, He's uh, ready for her appointment, and May says, you know, well, we need to cut our appointment short because we have to get to the bank because Peter's signing his business loan. We were really only here to see your cameo, so, let, you know, let's call it a day. Uh, <laughs> and at, at, the, at the bank, Peter, Peter, at the bank, Peter <laughs> is signing his business loan, and he's talking about his new company and how it's going to change the world and that he'll pay the bank back tenfold. And, and Aunt May warns him, Peter, please, the more arrogant you are, the more likely that there'll be an ironic plot twist and Jonah Sr. is like, come now my dear, if Peter's this confident, then surely there won't be an ironic plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want Amazing Spider-Man classic? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Jonas Sr. puts up his own money as collateral, and then the next is Sajani's turn to sign on to the loan because she's going to be Peter's vice president. And the art here is really good because you can practically visualize her hands shaking and she, as she's holding the pen. And Peter Puss is coaxing her on, telling her to share the risk and the rewards. And Sajani assures herself that Peter's work is good, and there's no way that there'll be an ironic plot twist. Signs away her life savings. Um <laughs> All right, so there's going to be an ironic plot twist, but before before that, we, uh, cut, we cut. shut the shock up, <laughs> jam it. <Okay. laughs> so uh, we, but before that, we cut to Carly Cooper, who because she had done her stunt driving last issue, she she's really onto Otto now, and she has proof, and she's going to warn the people who are in danger, and there's not one moment to lose. So she calls Mary Jane, but gets her voicemail. Um, and but she, in her message, she clearly articulates that Peter has switched minds with an evil supervillain. If you go near him, he might kill you. Um, oh no, sorry, I was reading from my own fan fiction. Uh, what she actually <laughs> says is, you know, this is important. Call me when you get this, okay? Until then, for your own sake, stay away from Peter Parker. And uh, Mary Jane didn't uh, answer her phone because she's going to visit Pedro, the firefighter, yeah. the firefighter who's when her uh, nightclub burned down, and, and she's dressed in her sexiest clothes, and she's mm-hmm. walking down the street, and Mario from like the video <laughs> in the background yelling "damn" at her. That that guy really looks like Mario. I don't. He does. It it can't be an accident. No, that's Mario. She so she gets to the fire station and rings the doorbell, and she, the door opens. She's about to say, "Face it, tiger," but it, it wasn't a person at the door. It was a dog. 
So, Jake Downboy. In the next scene, Peter is presenting his doctoral thesis to the faculty, and at the end, Dr. Schnoz accuses him of copying the work of Otto Octavius, and Peter puts his like, ah, ironic plot twist. I have to destroy Dr. Schnoz. Um, And then, meanwhile, the person who came out of the coma is going into the lab of Carolyn Trainer, and um, we, we find out Day is actually a she, and it's not just anybody, it's Stunner, and she hooks herself to a hologram machine or whatever her thing is and creates her avatar and uh, to be continued. Next issue, we get the return of Stunner. Nice. Very good summation, by the way. Uh, give me uh, pro cons. Actually, uh, what do we do? Grades first? We no, we hit you with a pro, a con, and a grade. <laughs> oh, I apologize. <laughs> hit me with a pro and a con and a grade. Uh, <laughs> my, my, I actually uh, like the irony of the business loan and everybody, you know, putting backing um, Peter slash Otto, and the I- irony of him being uh, accused of copying off of himself. Uh, you know, it, it's a silly sort of comic book logic plot, but I, I think it is a, a pretty entertaining development. Um, as for cons, I, I think I've... I emphasize the stupid parts in my summaries to make them entertaining, so at the end, I don't really have much else, so I, I think I'll let you guys have thoughts. No, no, you got to get a grade. Oh, I... Uh, hmm. Yeah, what's your grade, sir? B-minus. B minus. Subject, okay. Subject to change if you guys change my mind. Uh, go around the horn, Josh. Your grade for this one? I give it an A. Um, I liked reading it, and I like. I got that sense as I was nearing the end that the book was almost over, and that made me sad because I wanted more. Uh, Donovan, grade. I was going to give it an A when I first read it. I really enjoyed it, but then I saw both Chris and Ryan's reviews, and like they brought up some logical fallacies that I had to factor in and knock it down to a B. Kevin. I don't know what y'all read. C minus. Really? Yeah. Jr. I gave it a C. Woo! Divided. Ah, uh, I'd give it an A minus. This is going to be interesting. Okay. Uh, let's do cons. <laughs> Kevin, hit me up with the cons and Jr. Also, go ahead, Kev. Okay. Um, now, usually, you know, since we're all doing our you know pro con and grade style for the past while, I've been trying to keep my pros and cons down to just one or two a piece. But with this issue, I could not get my cons down to less than four. Really? So, to start okay. off, Chris already fun. pointed this out with sarcasm, but uh, the doctors and nurses continually referring to Stunner as they, their, or them could only make sense if they know they're in a comic book attempting to hide the gender of the character. It makes no other sense. It pops right out at you and takes you out of the story. It's really freaking annoying, especially when you know you are writing a comic book whose next issue has a cover with Stunner on it, and that those solicitations will have been out for three months. We know who the hell it is. It's it's really annoying and stupid. Number two, Otto has made it clear that he and Dr. Lamaze slash the Snaz were just rivals in school. They were not ongoing. Yeah, I know. He does not like this guy. So why would Dr. Lamaze claim to have been close personal friends with Dr. Octopus, the mass-murdering supervillain? Is that really supposed to boost his rep in the college teacher community or something? It just completely flew in the face of logic to me, uh, especially considering what Slot himself has established about their relationship. Um, number three, Madam Web, <laughs> Madam Web yelling, "All the spiders will die," which is the same <laughs> thing the last Madam Web yelled before the Grim Hunt. It was the plot of that story. What the hell was that? And You're doing the plot again. You know, I originally read it the exact same way Chris uh, insulted it in his review, that she wakes up, yells this, and everybody's like, oh, that crazy bitch is yelling again, and, <laughs> and nobody cares. I think it, it was done confusingly, because that's the way I feel like we all read it the first time. Looking back on it, I guess since it's done in like a different color or something, she didn't say it out loud, but it was like a psychic scream or some stupid crap, um, but it should have been done a lot more clearly. And it was still stupid. Um, <laughs> number four. We're going to have a picnic on webbing. <laughs> Making tech for Spider-Man is an excuse that is good for when it's necessary. But 
it's smart not to create huge glaring links between yourself and Spider-Man. Don't make your explanation more and more necessary and more and more scrutinized. Having a web picnic is something that Tobey Maguire does with Kirsten Dunst because she already knows who the hell he is. She really didn't, he didn't yeah. even offer an explanation. She did. Yeah, but oh, it, that's true. Yeah, it's just uh, very, very stupid to create so, more solid links between yourself and Spider-Man. So those are those are my big four. What the hell? <clears throat> Jr., you got some additional cons since you did look, graded it lower. Um, well, um, not. I don't have any particularly original ones. I mean, again, you know, screwable Madam Web shows up again, says the same <laughs> thing again. You know, I mean, I, I, I've stated my grievances with this character just a long time ago. I mean, she's dull, she's boring, she adds nothing. I mean, it, this is ridiculous. Um, it's you know, her plot, her 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 subplot is lasting even longer and more infuriatingly than the whole Green Goblin subplot that that's going. Hey, the guy. The goblins weren't in the last two issues. We didn't mention that. Because we didn't care. We didn't care. (laughs) I didn't notice. There's only so many times you can show the goblins doing nothing. (laughs) And and the fact that it just, you know, there's still, there's a considerable amount of doubt whether it's Norman. And frankly, if it's not Norman is the green goblin, I'll give a rat's ass. But anyway, um, so yeah, Scribble, Madam Web. And then, uh, again, I could not do... um, this nearly as Chris with his, uh, there's not going to be a, what would you call it, a, some kind of plot twist? Uh, Ironic twist. Ironic yeah, plot I, twist. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't even match the that, but Chris nailed it. I mean, it's like, you know, they make a big deal of, you know, Mr. Jameson, uh, you know, signing over a lot of collateral and Sajani putting up all her life savings and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, nothing's going to go wrong here. Right. You know, just oh God, please. You know, it's just I, 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 I will be the first to to say mea culpa if you know Parker Industries proves to be a success or whatever. And when Peter comes back, he actually has a successful company that he doesn't have a clue how to run. Uh, but you know, it's going to all go badly. And I just hate hate it when it's being telegraphed like this. So my my question is: Do, do the does his Aunt May and, and Uncle Jameson have any money? Yeah, does, he's a f- rich, famous writer, don't you know? Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot about that. But I thought since Peter Parker made so much money at Horizons, he'd have enough money to do this. Well, it takes even more. There, there, there's money for a deluxe apartment, and there's money to start your own science industries. When you said that, I just mentioned thought of the Jeffersons. <laughs> there's enough for a deluxe apartment in the sky, but uh, George. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, where was Normie during this scene? Isn't Normie supposed to like you know be at all business transactions? <laughs> for zero reasons. Yeah, he was in the bathroom for this issue. Any other cons? Let's go around the yes. horn. Hit it, Don. What's another one? Carly Cooper. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? No, no. I'm, 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 I'm gonna hit up Wazanami first because in this scene, like. The, the stakes are so high that they're dealing with, and they're, they're like presumably the only people who know that Spider-Man, the awesome superhero who's been like kicking ass lately, is really a supervillain who's killed the real Spider-Man, and they seemingly figured this out. And Watanabe is just like like fidgeting and like like licking her nails, like, "Can I go now? Are you done talking? Can I go back to my quiet life of not being in a comic book?" And, like, shut up! Like, wait, what? Like, why did you sign up in the first place? Like, I don't understand. Wouldn't she be involved? She wasn't she friends with Spider Man? Didn't she like like the guy? Didn't yeah. she say no? Don't hurt Spidey, other cops. Mm. And she's like, right. she's she's acting like she's she's being so obstinate. And she's like, she even says, "Yeah, you, you got this evidence from questionable sources under duress. You did it. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> why? Are you, why are you being written like this, Yuri? Um, <laughs> and I I didn't notice this when I first read this, but like, yeah, the Carly says. Carly says, uh, I'll explain later, <laughs> but don't, right. don't be near Peter. Hey, Peter's not Peter. He's Doc Ock. I'll explain how later. That, 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 once I hit – I can't believe that, that went over my head, but once that hit me, that drove me insane. <laughs> I was like, you got like, to be kidding. She should have driven down to Mary Jane's club, or what should she have she done? She should have left a voicemail that says, Doc Ock and Peter have switched minds. This is plausible yeah. because we're in the Marvel Universe. He has killed people, and he might kill you. I'll talk to you more about it later. Run. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> hey, I guess I gotta pick up some food. I'll be up, I'll be back later. <clears throat> yeah. The, the, and finally, I do. I think it's a little. I I, find, I I find it a bit hard to believe that Doc Ock really didn't think that people would blink an eye at his whole 
hey, I have an idea. I'll put my thesis on how to control things with your mind that are touch your body. <laughs> like, like, he got famous. Otto Tavis was famous for creating that kind of stunt, so he wouldn't think that, that this would already be documented. And uh, Professor Nose is like, my dear friend, my dear colleague, who I miss so much, that tried to kill me when he tried to destroy the world like, like a, a, a month ago. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. odd. But, but th- those are all mine, I guess. All right. Any other cons before we move to pros? Um, let's see. I had. Oh yeah, the Mary Jane scene. <laughs> oh. I said I was thinking. You didn't like that one? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, Don spoke to me enough that like, and and then Chris had another interpretation of it. So I like what Chris and Don have to say about the scene a lot better than the way that the scene came out in the book. Because this scene in the book is just like Mary Jane going to get a guy, nothing else, and it doesn't even matter like, who the guy is. It's a guy that she hasn't seen in months. Like, the person who she's getting is secondary to the getting the guy itself. And it, there's no idea in her mind that he might say no or, no, or not want to go through it. It's already a done deal in her head. She's like, I'm Mary Jane. I want to get a guy. I pick this one, you know, not because he's anything important, just it's about time. And Chris and Don have said other things about the scene that give it a better interpretation. And there's kind of a weird dichotomy there. Cause on the one hand, it's like, I don't like it when slot spells things out too much, you know? And like, I like it when he leaves things subtle, but on the other hand too, you know, you, if there's more to this scene, I think that there could have been a different way to communicate this scene. I, I disagree with the, the fact that I, I like, this is actually a different Mary Jane than we saw in the previous issue. I think she's, she's taking charge. She's a confident woman. She's going after something besides Peter. I, I, I don't mind this version of Mary Jane. Different, I, doesn't, I, different doesn't always mean good, FYI. Sid, <laughs> in the, um, our, on the comment section of the um, review on the front page that I wrote, um, mm-hmm. Still a Nerd pointed out that there's a lot of similarities between Pedro and Peter. First of all, they have the same name. Um, and uh, this, he's a firefighter, so he saves people. And um, you can re- go read that comment on the website. It's it's pretty good analysis of why she's attracted to this guy. And uh, it kind of reminded me about uh, what is that crackling? Yeah, what did I somebody it opened something? Oh, it's not my sandwich. I <clears> just had it like a while ago. But um, Don- Donovan Skittles. That's what it is. Hey, Kyra. I- me. Who's got chips? Okay. Anyone? Not me. Well, it's gone now, so it's a moot point. Um, okay. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the, the comment that um, one of the reasons Gwen was attracted to Norman was because he has characteristics similar to Peter. Um, but then again, Mary Jane is much older and should be more mature than Gwen was at that time. Um, so I'm not sure how I feel about that kind of scene or that take on it. But it, it is a more interesting scene when viewed through that lens. Cool. Well, and again, we're going off of what they said in their own timeline that this has been months later. So, like, it's been months since she's seen this firefighter, too. So it's really weird for her to be showing up now. Cool. Any other pros? No, we, we were not on pros. This is gone. Oh, okay. These are pros. What were the cons? Uh, <laughs> I, just, I will say this, and I'll say this every month until they do something about it. If Carly thinks that Peter is dead... Shouldn't she be sad about that for about, like, five seconds? Or do something about it eventually, for God's sake. Well, or or at least, like, shouldn't it hit her, oh, my gosh, Peter Parker is dead. This guy who I dated is dead. I should be sad about, like, the the gravity of the situation. Well, to be fair, and this is just coming off the top of my head, she doesn't necessarily know he's dead. And before you say, huh? Um... Well, yes, we know that they switched bodies. We know, hold on. We know that they switched bodies and Dr. Octopus's body died. She doesn't necessarily know that they switched bodies. Yes, she or does. Or that it never... We don't... I'm trying to explain this better. Again, off the top of my head. Um, she doesn't necessarily know that Peter Parker's consciousness died in that body. Yes, she saw him. She knew that he was in that body. For all she knows, his consciousness could still be buried somewhere inside of... Peter's head or some other weird techno sciencey thing, she may very well think she's on a mission to get Peter back. And now, they should have written more about that in the freaking comic. I'm just saying that's possible. The, the last time that she saw Peter, it was him and Doctor Octopus's body saying, "I, I am, I am in here." And then she saw that totally body die. Wait, wait a minute. What does it say on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> 
can we can we move on to pros? Yes. All right, pros. Don, hit me with the pro. John Doe and Antonio Fabella, greater than Klaus Jansen and Edgar Delgado. This is the first time that I've actively really enjoyed uh, Giuseppe Kevin uh, Coley's artwork. I agree. The artwork is very strong. They really, like really helped in the embellish. I mean, I, I, I adored the, uh, I like visually adored the black cat scene because uh, first of all, like his costume really doesn't like Ben Riley's costume, uh, but it's like like the night colors looked excellent. And I thought that actually that uh, Anna Maria looked pretty attractive as well. Like that's like the way yeah. you can kind of see the coloring, doing her makeup and stuff, and her facial expressions. I was like, this this is some seriously good art. However, his uh, what's Doc Ock's girlfriend's name? Anna Maria. Yeah. Oh, Stunner. No, 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 no. The 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 scientist. The, the scientist. Yeah. Anna Maria. She looked. She Anna Maria looks very similar to Carly Cooper's uh, cop friend. Yuri. Yeah. One's a little. One's face. a little person, and one's Japanese. I know, but the face. <laughs> 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 well, it's, it's, it's New York, so. Oh my gosh! Wow. All right, all right. Wow, that was the perfect all, setup. Thank you. All, all sorts of wow. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be funny. It was just no. It was very funny. Uh, the black cat scene. I mean, the 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 cover has the black cat on. She's on there a couple pages. One, two, three, four pages of black cat. I, I um, don't mind that, to be honest. I, I liked I liked the scene because I don't know was it you Josh that you and I were talking or I read somewhere that Black Cat has been a, a, a criminal and Peter has just kind of looked the other way and and finally it took Spock to punch her in the face and say don't do that you're going to the cops instead the of this, sex though, is that like this I, I actually like the way Slot did it because she says what are you doing yeah. I'm arresting you you're a crook remember because it actually puts into sharp focus how horrible she's been portrayed because as far as I'm aware, and I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't reading all of Brandon Day, but as far as I'm aware, the only reason is, I mean, she's a criminal again, and the reason why Peter has never arrested her is because she's basically sucked her way out of getting it, it, back into jail. Wow. That was wow. really graphically put. That was too. You know what? True. It's in the comic book. It's, that's not anything that I'm available was she, was she robbing this place coming out of the, the sky roof? I, I assume so. She was going out to see a movie. She was leaving her own house. <laughs> 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 well, like, it makes Peter a hypocrite every time he arrests, yes. you know, like somebody stealing a TV. Yeah. Well, right. they didn't have sex with him. They could have. <laughs> That's true. There but is yes. a get-out-of-jail-free card, and the option is open. But if you're not going to do that, you're going. I just really hate the fact that they ever introduced that part in the comics. I, I lo- I, That's probably one thing I hate as much as, like, one more day. That he looks the other way and has sex with her. That's, that's like, can you imagine any other character doing that? Superman, Batman, Captain America. Um, did that that happen in Batman? Yeah, he had a kid. Yeah, yeah. they did. No, no, no. no. If, if, if Superman had sex with like Livewire and she got away with like robbing things, I don't have to explain how bad. <laughs> this is what they did in the comic book. Josh has a point though. The very first issue of the New Fifty Two Catwoman series has Catwoman as a thief, and in the end, in the end of the comics, yeah. she's having mask sex with Batman. I, no, so. I agree. One that's New Fifty Two. is so on the last page. Maybe it's something about wearing a cat suit that the heroes just look the other way. Well, like, Wouldn't you? This isn't anime though. Cat girls aren't aren't that prolific in the, in the comic book genre. So yeah, but she's really hot. We, <laughs> we talked about this on Facebook, but this was like something that was slowly happening before Brand New Day because Felicia gave up crime in the eighties, and like Peter's like, "You want to be with me? You can't rob." Because like right. he, legitimately, they tried it once before in the Roger Stern run, and she robbed um like a museum or something, and he went to bring her in. And he hated doing it. But then, like, in the mid-thousands, like, around Marvel Knights and Venom versus Carnage, they, like, slowly had her, like, doing criminal stuff again, but there'd be a little more ambiguity. And then by Brand New Day, she was full-on a cat burglar. And I, I feel like they're trying to make Spider-Man and Black Cat in the Spider-Man and Batman, which it, I don't think is a good thing to do. JR, did you like... Batman? Oh, uh, but Spider- Sp- Spider- Batman and Batman. Yeah. Because holy crap... I- <laughs> JR, one of Jr's favorite uh, storylines with Doc Ock, if I remember correctly, is where uh, he rips the tentacles off, and because uh, Catwoman or Bat, we got them all confused. Black got shot. Yeah, Black, Black Cat, yeah, was injured in the hospital. Jr, did you? I, I like the homage in this issue to that. How Doc Ock has hurt her before. Oh, you know, to be honest, that never occurred to me. 
Oh, it didn't occur to you? It occurred to me. I, I mean, as a long-time reader, I'm like, oh, he's referencing the spec issues in this. A little continuity porn for me and you, JR, but I'm the only one that got it. Can I, can I, can I ask, though, because I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really gotten it from like our past couple of minutes discussion. The whole setup beforehand uh, where Black Cat would steal something and then basically they would hook up so she would get away with it. Does that not bother anybody else? Yeah, <laughs> it bothers me greatly. It it, it, uh, it it it's a complicated relationship, and it's it's a matter of it's another example of him letting the burglar run by, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, he, he just he just screws the burglar. I nearly said he yes. screws the burglar on this one. He he just lets her run by into the the hotel room. Yeah, who wrote that series or that Joe Kelly? Joe Kelly. I remember y'all talking about it, and I was I was I was now, appalled. Now he's writing the cartoons. There, so. there was a guy on our <laughs> message board um, who, like at the time, was arguing with people saying, "I don't know what your problem is. Spider Man and Black Cat had mass sex in the '80s all the time, and like I I there was like three pages of me and him saying when." When and then he finally said, "All right, in my imagination, they did." Okay. <laughs> well, the in in the spec issues, they had a lot of it. Well, they knew but each other's identities. She didn't. She it's wasn't criminal though. Sex, dude. Well, 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 she she didn't like him without his. There's there's one time in the hotel room before they knew each other's identities, but they didn't go through with that because they got cock blocked by Doc Ock. Cock blocked by Doc Ock. Cock blocked by Doc Ock. That's <laughs> Peter Parker picked a back of bubbles, peppers. Uh, Jr. Any pros? I know you gave it a low grade, but we haven't heard from you some some pros. Uh, the, the pro I liked, even though there yeah. there probably is some um, explain. You know, <clears throat> I think a good point to, is is raised that you know. Well, wait a minute. Well, when were the Schnoz and Doc Ock friends? But I, I think really this is a great comeuppance for Doc Ock. I mean, as far as being, you know, he steals this man's identity, you know, Peter Parker's, and then he's going to, you know, he's he's going to use use his identity or whatever. And then he winds up getting, you know, accused of stealing his own stuff. I mean, I, I think there's a German term called Schadenfreude or whatever, something like that. I mean, th- this is just classic example of that. I mean, it's 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 a perfect comeuppance for someone with the egomania of Doc Ock. Yeah, so so that I liked. But yeah, the the rest of the issue though was uh, pretty weak. Pretty. I weak. really like the, the half splash page where like he says, "I destroy you, Snot." Where you see a uh, Spider-Man like like reaching yeah. to, to strangle him. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. I thought that was very strong. <laughs> Very good. Okay, uh, any other pros before we wrap this one up? Instant A for Shashan. And, uh, oh, yes. They gave, they, they gave her a last name, which is her last name from the Spectacular Spider-Man animated series. So seriously, they've never given Shashan a last name, huh? I thought Shashan was her last name. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> when I was a kid, right. I totally thought that Sean was her last name. Shashan Wynn. Her by her full name. Yeah. So I guess she was just Sean Thompson. No, they weren't married. <laughs> no, they weren't. You're no. killing Josh, man. You're just killing him. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not a pro or competent observation. When, uh, when so Johnny writes off her, um, her, for some reason, her life savings towards like a uh, the uh, the like she's insulting her future boss. Like as she's doing, she's like, Parker, you're such an arrogant twit. How I hate you. Here's all of my money. Ugh, I hate this. <laughs> he hired her as, as her future vice president. It's like. <laughs> Yep, no gratification whatsoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you can't go on the boat, Johnny, so you might as well stay here. If you go to the Marvel Wicca page, it's Shushan Wynn uh, on the there. Marvel I wonder Wicca if they... Page? Exactly, have you ever been there? Page? It's, it's Wikia. Wicca is the witch religion. No, it's it's the Spider-Man witch page. Uh, it's... <laughs> Anyway, I, why did I think Flash and Shashan were married? Why? Maybe it's all the same. You, 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 you said all the time, because, like, I remember, like, during the articles, you're like, man, Flash used to beat his wife, and I'm like, it wasn't his wife, and, like, you learn, the, you learn this at least three times a year. <laughs> man, Flash used to beat his wife. Man. He's not Hank Pym. Maybe it's, maybe it's when I was getting this as a kid. I thought they were married. I don't. I maybe it, I didn't know they were living in. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you three times a year. Man, this is a rough show. I mean, very rough show for me. <laughs> 
as, mu- as should... much as I love Flash Thompson wife theater talk, I do think it's important <laughs> for us to mention about this issue before we like close the book on it. How this okay. issue was hyped is like the biggest issue ever. You have to buy it, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was that was another thing that was sort of annoying when I read this issue. Besides the fact that I thought there was absolutely no craft involved in the writing, um, it, I read the whole thing and got to the end and literally texted half of this panel like, "What was the big event that was supposed to happen in this issue? I don't know what it was." Shashan went from being black to being Vietnamese again. That was <laughs> we got a last name for Shashan, of course. <laughs> According what? they returned. It was the return of them, y'all. Uh, I love the doctors in the hospital at the beginning, like, man, first this person's in a coma, now this person's waking up from a coma. What else will happen at this hospital of patients? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think we're good. (laughs) We've got the insults of me down. Uh, We've got Shashan's last name. We've established that Flash has never... Has Flash ever been married? No. (laughs) (laughs) Felicia. Uh, except for has Shannon and Betty. Go. Ha, has Peter Parker ever been married? Ooh. It, it depends on what what continuity yeah. are we talking about. It depends on who you are, really. Did we properly uh, vilify them for the cover being Black Cat and her getting two pages? Blood line. No, not. There's uh, candles and there's uh, champagne. Well, and then, and then the previous of... issue is the return of the Black Cat. It's reminiscent yeah. of, like, I, I remember, um, like, 90s covers. Uh, you know, somebody has like one panel and they're like Wolverine appears for one panel and there's a big old splash on the cover, guest starring Wolverine and like what you no. There's a Richard Dragon issue you... where like like it says, Watch out Richard Dragon, you're being attacked by Nightwing and Nightwing appears in the last panel of the comic. <laughs> now I don't think they'd sell as many issues if they did a Spider Man cuddled in a web eating a picnic with Miss Marconi. I don't think they'd sell as many copies. They would do the famous cover because that's actually what happened in the issue. You know, they had a little little nice little dinner in a web. Well, there's all kinds of things they can do for a cover. I mean, there's always you know your iconic covers where it's just a pose of the superior Spider Man, which half of these are. Um, you know, you can remember when they build up Spider Man fired or. Spider-Man fired by the Avengers, or this could be, how did Spider-Man's thesis go? Ah, ah, ah. You know, you know crap like that. Do you think it'd be a more impactful cover with Spider-Man with with uh, Black Cat bleeding out of the mouth with a broken tooth? I Are think you that'd be kidding me? <laughs> Brad. What? That, that would be horrifying. Marvel would, because Marvel would get lynched. This, this is this this is the safe cover. Them embraced in a cuddle. Now, yeah, Fox they, they, News they, would they, already have a panel of people about Marvel's new violence against women stance. Well, it's not like it's he didn't do it in the issue. He did it in the issue. He, he smacked did. A, yeah, but we but don't have to put it on the cover. <laughs> so you want to hide it in the middle? You don't want to do the shock on the front page? Like, why the hell is he beating the black cat? Hey, kids, the character on your underwear just he gave this woman a bloody nose. How <laughs> <laughs> You have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, what this one should have been is uh, Mary Jane, you know, like saying you just hit the jackpot, and oh no, who's on the other side of the door? Wah wah, it's a dog. <laughs> I, I did that scene. I like it. I, 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 anyway, I, I, I like the idea that Mary Jane legitimately uses that. I don't of- mind the scene at all. I'm just, I'm just having fun. <laughs> yeah.